Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. This week, I'm super excited to chat with my guest. She is an intuitive human design reader, certified professional coach, instigator of joy, and host of the Find Your Awesome podcast. So thanks for joining me, Kelsey. Thanks so much for having me, Nicole. Yeah, I, I was just um, looking through your website and your social media and everything, and I even jotted down like some extra questions, and I cannot wait to have this conversation. <laughs> do those extra questions involve uh, my social media presence? They I do retired. not. I oh, noticed well, that. <laughs> yeah, I retired a year and a month ago. Yeah, or is that all social media or just Instagram? Like I just Instagram looked, just... and Facebook. Okay, and are you I doing mean, any social? I don't... No, because I'm okay. like, well, I'm officially on LinkedIn and Twitter, but like, I don't, I don't even know how to get on those. Right. Well, who wants to go on Twitter? No offense to Twitter lovers, but it's definitely not a platform I like. <laughs> um, no, I actually have questions about human design and manifesting and all of those fun oh, things. Okay. They're all kind of that. new to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you want to start, yeah, just, um, I'd love to hear, you know, how you got started doing what you're doing, like what led you to that? Have you always done it? Um, you know, all of those fun details about your business. Okay. So I'm going to start back. I'll try and start as recently as possible, which pretty much takes us back to college. Uh, I studied psychology and art history and biology. (laughs) Uh, so I'm a manifesting generator in terms of human design. You will see that as I explain my path because manifesting generators were multi-passionate and we bounce from thing to thing to thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So after college, I studied marine biology and I got my master's degree in marine environmental science. I studied killer whales and then I worked, I worked for some NGOs. I worked for the federal government and then I was offered this big promotion and I quit And I started writing about science. So I would take scientific papers. And this is when I was on Twitter because this is where the science writers hung out. Um, But I found that it was either you spent all day on Twitter or all day writing. So I like couldn't figure out the balance there. Anyway, I took scientific papers, made them fun, funny, accessible for everyday people. And then on the side, since I was 16, I've been coaching swimming. So because I was a competitive swimmer growing up. And so was still coaching swimming in various places. And then that morphed into teaching group fitness. I taught core strength classes. I taught spinning. I started coaching triathletes. I became a personal trainer. And then one day I saw a Facebook post from someone like, you know, an acquaintance who said that she had a few more sessions to give away to get her life coaching certification. And I reached out to her and I was like, where are you getting a life coaching certification? And what is that? We talked on the phone the next day. And the day after that, I was enrolled in coaching school. So that, that takes us to like 20, 
2013. I'm bad with dates, but like 2013, 2014, I finished coaching school, became a certified professional coach, then went on to get an extra training and became a certified performance coach. And then in 2017, I started the Find Your Awesome podcast. And that's when one day, one of the guests on my podcast asked me casually, well, have you ever heard of human design? And I said, I think I, I cocked my head to the side and I was like, like anatomy. <laughs> and she was like, no, no, no. But she gave me like zero information past that other than, well, you just need to know your, what time you were born. I'm like, okay. And so I know that, but I don't know where this is going to lead me. Mm-hmm. And then it led me to Googling to find my chart, looked up my chart, had no idea what to do with that because a human design chart, for those who haven't seen it, it is nonsense. It's this like picture of the profile of a human head wearing a tent and that tent and the, and the human head are like in there, there's a whole bunch of shapes and colors and numbers and lines. And then along the side of this tent person, there's a whole bunch of other colors and numbers and symbols. None of it makes any sense. And there's like a, you are a, mine says you're a manifesting generator doesn't give you any information what that is. Like more Googling, more Googling. And it took me a few weeks to find the phrase manifesting generators are known as warrior Buddhas. And I was like, oh, oh, well that like, I like felt it in my body. That was Mm -hmm. like a deep resonance. And I was like, okay, so there's something here. It was like, that was the breadcrumb I needed to just keep going. And so I just kept Googling. And then a couple months later, I was in a event in New York city and someone said, Oh, you're into human design. Do you know this person? Of course I had no idea who this person was, but I found her right away on Instagram, started reading all of her Instagram posts, then searched in my podcast app, listened to every podcast she'd been on and basically trained myself in human design by listening to everything she had made. And then she offered an official training a couple months after that. And I was all in on that. And that takes us to, I think like 2019 or something when human design became a big chunk of my business. It's the, I help people remember who they are Mm -hmm. and human design gives me a piece I can keep pointing back to. I can keep reminding them, no, look, that's not for you. That is not your style. Get off the struggle bus and stop doing it that way and do it your way. I love that. That brings us to today, more or less. (laughs) I love it. So that was my first question I wrote down. I said, what is human design and what did the charts tell us? (laughs) Like that was what I had written down. Because I don't, I am very unfamiliar with it. Like the manifesting caught my eye because I'm relatively new to that. And like, that's been amazing to learn about. So yeah. Do you mind going into more detail about? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. My other question is, I don't know what time I was born because I was going to fill out your, um, your lead capture. And I was like, I don't know what time I was born. I guess I could try and find my birth certificate, but cause both of my parents have passed. Um, yes. but do you have I'm, to know that <laughs> you do have to okay. know that and you do want to know it down to the minute. Mm-hmm. The thing you don't necessarily need to know is where you were born. It'll ask where you were born, but that's only for time zone purposes. Okay. I do know that. I know that. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> the day, find obviously. your birth certificate. You're going to need your birth certificate eventually, someday. You need to know where that is. So, yeah, I have it somewhere. I just We just moved and I'm like, uh, so, yeah. anyway. maybe it's not a top priority, but <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't know. It's a fun tangent from the rest of post-moving stuff. Exactly. Um, yeah, a lot can change in a chart in one minute or sometimes nothing changes. Okay. That's crazy. But, okay. Yeah. I want to hear more. You okay. Mind. So human design, it's your soul's blueprint. So your soul, before you were born, your soul picked out how you're going to change the world and then gave you all the tools you need to change the world in your own unique way. It's all laid out in your soul's blueprint. And then it chose the exact time and place where you would come into earth school. That's when you were born and you come into this world knowing exactly who you are. On day one, you know it all. Day two, you start forgetting. And it just keeps going. It's called, I call it the great forgetting. Until one day you discover human design and then you start remembering. Because as you learn your human design, there's a whole lot of, oh, oh, I knew it. I knew it. Mm-hmm. Like it's just this ultimate permission to be who you are. Oh, I love that. And I mean, I feel like we should all know that, but I feel like a lot of us probably don't know that. <laughs> yeah. And it shows up a lot in entrepreneurship and in that manifesting piece. So before I learned about human design, I was, I was actually working with a business coach who kept saying to me, Kelsey, you just have to be more specific, be more specific, be super, super specific. Then I learned him in design and guess what? I'm not supposed to be specific. (laughs) And if I am specific, it'll block my flow. Mm -hmm. That was one of those. I knew it. (laughs) I knew it. I was taught as a coach. One of the techniques is like, where do you want to be in five years? Get super specific. And Mm -hmm. whenever I did that exercise myself, I was just kind of like floating around. Eventually I'd make up a story to make the other person happy. Like (laughs) it didn't really like do anything for me. Whereas with other people, it was like, it was coming from their soul Mm -hmm. and they spoke it into existence. And then five years later, it was exactly what they said. Well, it turns out those people are specific manifestors and I am a non-specific manifestor. And I feel like that is an essential thing to know as an entrepreneur. So you can get on the struggle bus and try to get super, super specific. And it's either going to work for you or it's not going to work for you. And if it doesn't work for you, you're going to be kicking and screaming and being like, how am I doing this wrong? Mm-hmm. How are these people doing it right? What What's going on here? Well, it's okay. You're just non-specific. Yeah. I didn't even know there was a, there were like different manifesting types. Like that, this is the first I've ever heard of it. Yeah. I feel like it is an absolute game changer because I feel like I was bullied. Um, in terms <laughs> of like, you gotta be specific when it doesn't work for me. Instead, for those of us who are non-specific, we get to follow what lights us up and say, hey, universe, please bring me abundance for being my authentic self. Mm-hmm. The actual finish line is none of our business. The universe will show us something that is way better than we could possibly imagine. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And uh, one who have, he's probably at the entry level to whatever, um, like all of this, like um, Bob Proctor, like I've listened to a lot of his stuff and it's just, he's like, just decide what you want, but you don't necessarily have to like know how you're going to get there, you know? And like the universe yeah. will kind of shows up and does what you want. Like, but you have that, your, you know, your desire, your goal, but you don't have to like be so worried about how you're going to achieve it. 
which is yeah. my struggle of trying not to control how I'm going to achieve it. Well, maybe you are designed to not quite control, but you might be super specific. So the difference would be, okay, let's take being a guest on podcast. I want to spread the word about human design mm-hmm. so, and I love being on podcasts. That's all I need to know. Mm-hmm. Then I, like, it's not my business. What specific podcast I want to be on. That's why I hire somebody else who does that job. Cause really it's none of my business. It is universe. Please guide me to wherever I'm supposed to speak. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I feel like you were putting your on purpose. <laughs> I was because the universe guided me. I didn't try and figure it out by myself. That would have been awkward. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, and so, yeah, so going back to the like entrepreneurship slash, you know, with the human design, like how do you help, like, how do you use those two together to help entrepreneurs and, you know, people that you work with, um, you know, just kind of figure it out and get through. Yeah. So as I'm sure, you know, there are so many people saying, this is how you have to do it. Yes. And let's just take the very tip of the human design iceberg. Cause it is, it is a deep one. We've got energy types, profiles, all these gates and centers and north nodes and south nodes and sun personality gates and incarnation crosses like there it goes really deep. But let's just talk about the energy types right now. There are five different energy types in human design. And again, you will get all this information when you get your your human design chart and you can get that for free on my website kelseyabbott.com, but you do need your birth time. Okay. So we've got generators, manifestors, manifesting generators, projectors, and reflectors. And each of those different types are going to do business differently. So let's start with generators. Generators are here to be lit up. And when a generator is lit up, like super excited, full body excited about something, they elevate the world with their sparkle. But a couple things. So the generators aren't here to figure out what's next. Instead, the universe is going to show them things and they get to respond. So that might be like hearing a new song, meeting a new person, encountering a new idea. Like Nicole, if you are a generator or a manifesting generator, who knows, maybe this introduction to human design <laughs> is lights you up and then you end up going and doing something with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's everything that comes into your aura is an invitation and it can be like a taste, a smell, a song, whatever. This isn't all on like life-changing business matters. This can be on just like, oh my God, I had no idea that I absolutely love passion fruit. Um, okay. So generators, they're here to elevate the world with their sparkle. And when they are sparkly, their energy is magnetic. It's juicy. It's irresistible. But here's what happens for generators people pleasing because generators are born knowing they're here to lift people up. And when they're little, they get celebrated for giving away their favorite toy, setting the table, you know, doing things they don't want to do. They get told they're good girls and boys for doing those things. So the message they get, is they're supposed to people please. They're supposed to sacrifice themselves. How does this show up for entrepreneurs? Things like hosting group calls at times that are horrible for you, but supposedly great for your audience. I've seen this so many times and I used to do it so many times because it's what I saw around me. 
and I'm a manifesting generator, which we are also prone to this, this like, oh, well, um, people can't do it until they're off work. And okay, so we'll do it this time. I'd rather be eating dinner then or going for a walk my, with my husband, but that's the best time for my audience. So I'll do it. But here's the thing. Your audience wants you to be sparkly. Mm-hmm. They are signing up to do something with you, not so much because of what you're going to say, but because your energy feels so good. Mm-hmm. And it is your sparkle that you are here to share with the world. So that's generators. Then manifestors are here to own their power. Manifestors have this really big energy and it starts on day one. Like when there's a manifestor in your family, that person is usually the energetic leader. Even if that person is two days old, that person just somehow seems to like dominate the family. And people who are not that manifestor feel that energy. And sometimes it doesn't feel so good to them. So the manifestor gets all these messages like, shh, tone it down. You're too much. Play small, like hold back, hold back a little bit. So when manifestors become adults and they become entrepreneurs, what they need to remember is that they are super powerful and they get to step in and own their power. And by owning their power, they inspire the rest of us to do the same. Manifestors also create in urges, like they'll get an urge to do something. And an urge cannot be rationalized. It comes out of nowhere just like, I got to do this, which is, it can be like, I got to go. You're walking by a swing set and you got to go get on the swings. Manifestors have to hurt to follow that urge. And then once that urge passes through, they rest. So a manifestor might get an urge to record a podcast and manifesting generators get these urges as well. I have recorded a podcast in response to an urge. And then when that urge passes, you rest until the next urge comes. Manifesting Manifestors are not here to go, go, go all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, manifesting generators are hybrids of manifestors and generators. And as I mentioned, we are the multi-passionate bouncy ones. And we are here to follow the joy. We are here to play and to do things that other people think is impossible and do it with so much joy. We are here to show the world that it's okay to be a round peg square hole. Like we don't fit in anywhere. No labels, no boxes for us. Manifesting generators, we also flow really quickly. And that triggers people. So people will tell us to slow down. So to all the MGs out there, don't, don't slow down. Follow your flow. Other people will follow you. Don't worry about them catching up. They won't, but they don't need to. You just go follow your flow. Your job is to make fresh tracks in the snow. You're here to do something that's never been done before. So MGs, do not look at other people for advice or guidance or no. You, you're not going to do it the same way someone else is doing it. Then projectors. Projectors are here to guide the rest of us. And projectors are here to spend most of their time honing or building their own wisdom. So ideally, they spend like 90% of their day reading, listening to podcasts, watching videos, meditating, observing life whatever it is. And then like 10% of their day, 
guiding their clients. They are not here for working all day. And by work, I mean guiding their clients. That work is really energetically expensive for them. And they're only supposed to do a teeny tiny bit every day. Their real work is in building their own wisdom. And then finally, reflectors. Reflectors are only 1% of the population. And I I say only because, yeah, technically 1% isn't that much. And yet, reflectors are everywhere. Reflectors are, I call them disco balls of awesomeness because they literally (laughs) reflect the rest of us. They feel and amplify all of our energy. So if you are having a conversation with your reflector, they're probably going to say all these things that you think are so amazingly brilliant. You're going to feel so good because they're (laughs) reflecting your own wisdom right back to you. Of course, we all love that. It feels so good. They can also reflect back your flaws to you. Um, reflectors, we're, we're told and expected to make decisions super quickly. Reflectors are not here for that. Reflectors are, they, they need to understand that they are a different person every single day, every single minute. In fact, they are so influenced by what's around them and so connected with the moon. And as we know, the moon changes stages, like it goes from new moon to full moon. And that happens over over the course of 28 ish days. The same is true for a reflector. A reflector is going to look different every single day. So reflectors like MGs don't want to put themselves in boxes or slap a label on themselves. And they want to just honor the fact that they're going to be different every single day. And because they're going to be different every single day, making a decision, a big decision, not a what's for dinner decision, making a big decision can take a full month for them. And they are totally worthy of giving themselves that space. Is so cool. Like I'm so intrigued now. Like, the, like I said, this is the first I've ever heard of this. And now I'm just like, Ooh, I feel like I have like leaning to towards two of them. And I'm like, I wonder if that's really me. Now I want to take mm-hmm. the, now I want to fill it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's, then there's the danger of guessing, yeah, guessing exactly. with your head <laughs> uh, because conditioning happens. Like I said, we all start the great forgetting on day two. Mm-hmm. And that's when all these loving well-meaning humans start telling us how to do things. They really want us to navigate this human world well. And so it comes with a whole lot of shoulds and we call that conditioning. And that's all the stuff that's not really you. The beliefs like that you have to work a nine to five job and stay in it for 50 years and get the gold watch or the beliefs that you need all the certifications and all the degrees or whatever it is. Those things may be for you and they might not be for you. So we can't always tell what type someone is just based on their behavior. Right. Totally. Do you notice any, like, I mean, you know, like how everybody like Leo's and cancers, like any more energy types on certain months or does it just completely like vary? Uh, The energy type completely varies. The incarnation cross I'll see. So I know human design language, not, not super friendly Um, because my incarnation cross, which is like the theme for my life is the right angle cross of penetration three. That's not really supposed to mean anything to you, but I'll see that other people like born around the same time I was, will have the same incarnation cross. And then people born six months before me 
will have like the right angle cross of penetration two, I think. I can't remember if it's one or two, but they'll have a related, which means that their top four gifts are the same as mine, just in a different order. Mm, okay. Got you. Yeah. It sounds like when my sister tries to like share, like she's a Greek, uh, she's a Latin teacher. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> yes. Yes. This is much like that. And, the, <laughs> and I have low tolerance for that. I worked for the federal government for a year and I wrote, I wrote environmental impact assessments and permits. And I used to call it writing governmenties. <laughs> I was basically writing things. That I was like, this doesn't make sense. These words don't mean anything. I just used like 400 words to say something that could have been said in one. <laughs> and human design has some of that. Awesome. That's good to know. <laughs> That's um, why I do what I do. So I can translate that for people. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And then, I mean, I have to imagine you see, like once people learn about it, embrace it and it like clicks and makes sense, there's gotta be like major shifts I would imagine on how they work, how like their personal life, all of the things. Uh, yes, absolutely. This is okay. So one thing for me is I'm, I'm not here to convert the non-believers. I had come to this conclusion slowly uh, a few years before I had learned about human design. I remember, so my husband and I traveled around the country in a camper for 16 months. And in one campground, I met this woman after a run and she came up to me and was like, oh, why do you run? I was like, I'm a triathlete. And she's like, running is going to destroy your knees. It's going to destroy your whole body. You're going to die early and you're going to have arthritis. You're going to be miserable for your last like 30 years. Oh Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) Thanks. Um, Nice to meet you too. (laughs) And then she asked me, what do you do for work? And I said, (laughs) I I think I said, I'm a life coach. And she's like, oh, I don't believe in that. That's a bunch of hooey. I don't believe in that. Oh, thanks. It was such a, you're not my person right? that it actually made me, it brought me so much joy because it felt like the universe had just sent me like a cartoon character to be like, <laughs> look, this not for you. Don't try and please this person because you can't. Right. And so have, but having that permission in my human design reminds me just that I am here to talk to my tribe to help my tribe transform their lives. And there are millions and billions of people on this planet who are not part of my tribe. It doesn't mean that my tribe is everyone that I've known since birth at all. Like I might, you might be part of my tribe and we've just, we're just meeting today. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but it means that just, I don't need to be for everybody. Totally. Oh, I love that. And I think that's just, I don't know, you know, across the board, like once we come to realize that it's just so, it just makes it so much easier, you know, cause it's like, you don't have to try, you know, and we just you don't struggle. You don't try to make, you know, like you said, a circle and a square peg, you know, you just accept it. Yeah. And another place that actually shows up in my business is I am here for one-on-one connection and deep connection. So I do one-on-one sessions with my clients and everyone says, you know, grow your business by doing groups. And like all the groups and get on a stage where you're talking in front of thousands of people. And I'm like, "Uh, nah, (laughs) like, I don't really want to, I try it every once in a while. Like I I ran a group program this spring and I had 
six people in it. And that was, I was like, this is the maximum number. This is perfect. This will do like four to six, no more than that. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Cause I mean, it's just it's such a different experience when it's one-to-one or small groups, you know? Mm-hmm. And especially I feel like with what you do, that, that is not necessary, but I can, I can just imagine that it would be harder with bigger groups to really, you know, communicate and get that connection of, of what you're helping them with and teaching them. Yeah. And the connection is what lights me up, but it's also what I'm looking for when I work with coaches. Mm-hmm. I want, I'm like, can I work with you one-on-one? If they're like, no, join the mastermind. I'm like, can I work with you one-on-one? Like <laughs> pay more to work with you one-on-one? No. Okay. Right. That's totally fine. Love your boundaries. I'm going to go find someone that will work with me one-on-one. Yeah, totally. Uh, and so for your podcast, is this, are these the kind of topics you talk about and, you know, teach and stuff in your podcast or what's your podcast about? Yeah. So after, let's see, human design really got added to my podcast big time in early 2020. So I did an episode, I did a couple of solo episodes on like all about the five energy types, about the profiles, about the centers. And then I had a series of conversations with people of different energy types. So like if you're a projector and you're like, I need to hear what it's like to be a projector. There are some conversations with projectors on my podcast. There's, um, let's see, pretty much every conversation I have, I incorporate human design into it in some way because I think it's so fun to be like, oh, look at you. Of course you're doing that because you have this in your chart. This is your gift and Mm -hmm. you are totally owning it. And one of the things about human design gifts is people have honest, excuse me, often (laughs) don't recognize that these things are gifts. They don't recognize that, for instance, not everyone can do that thing. So let's take, for instance, I have a gift of loving the physical body and learning through my physical body. And for me, when I learned that, it was, oh, my parents don't have this gift. So it's not that they just don't care about their health. Mm-hmm. It's that they just don't have this gift of loving their physical body. They're, it's a different experience for them than it is for me. That makes sense. Totally. It's just all about the gifts. Um, yeah. So we talk about human design a lot on the podcast. We talk about the energy um, and like the, how the energy is shifting month to month. We talk about, mm, we talk about talking to animals. We talk about money sometimes. You know, there's, it's, there's all human design string, but human design is true for all humans. Mm-hmm. So that's what we talk about. Awesome. Well, yeah, find your awesome. So everybody's gonna have to try that out too. And I'll put that in the podcast notes and everything. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Um, well, yeah, I feel bad. I didn't ask like any of the questions, like the original questions that I sent over. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what those were. Oh, Okay. I I never follow rules or guidelines or anything like that. So again, I'm a generator. (laughs) Awesome. Well, yeah, I guess I'll just, um, usually at the end of every podcast, I ask people their favorites. So I'll just run through those. So what is your favorite book? That's really hard. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. What is coming up for me right now is I just reread this series called the, it's like the first rule of 10, the second rule of 10, the third rule of 10, it goes up, there are five books and they are mysteries 
that in the main character is a private investigator who is a former Buddhist monk. Mm. And um, I reread them in my big aha in reading these is that I prefer to learn through story rather than books that tell me how to do things. Ah, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> expecting that to come out of my mouth, but that's my favorite book right this second. Okay. What was it again? You said it was a series. Yeah. It's like the, the first rule of 10, the guy, okay. the main character's name is 10. They're by Gay Hendricks, who okay. everyone knows from the big leap Yeah, and okay. a co-author Tinker, Tinker Lindsay. Okay. So there's a lot of wisdom in them. Awesome. Yeah. We have a, we have a book club based on like, um, the guests favorite books. So that one sounds super fun. So I'm going to, Oh my God, this is going to be completely different from what everyone else puts. <laughs> I love it. Um, what's your favorite drink? And it could be anything. Um, yeah. It's, uh, passion fruit juice, mm-hmm. <laughs> passion fruit, anything. That sounds yummy. Um, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? Be outside in nature, barefoot, ideally. Um, just at smelling, like smelling right now. I'm really craving a pine forest, smelling pine needles, smelling earth, feeling the healing energy of a forest. Yeah. Well, you should come visit Oregon then and Mm -hmm. I'll take you hiking and running. Mm -hmm. I would love that. We have a lot. I would love that so much. Um, Yeah. If if you ever make it up here, let me know for sure. I will. Yes. I've never been to Hood River. Oh yeah. It's really fun. I don't know if you're like, it's like the kiteboarding or windsurfing capital of the world. Yes. Yeah. Windy. It's crazy windy. Yeah. And I watch them from the shore and I feel their energy just from there. I would like break my back if I tried. I'm not really a water person, (laughs) but uh, it's really, it's really cool to watch them. And they're uh, just amazing. And then we've got Mount Hood right there, like 45 minutes away. So we go skiing up there um, and like, yeah, all kinds of hikes. Mm, It sounds delicious. I want to, yes, I'll come visit. Okay. Um, What's your favorite thing to watch if you watch anything? Um. I love watching people do amazing things. So my husband and I end up watching all these. We end up watching cooking shows. We watch shows about blowing glass. We watch just like people who are passionate about something, especially something that I know nothing about. It, I just love it. Yeah. Oh, I love that. My husband got me out of this show. Like if he was, well, his allergies were like really bad last week and he never, I mean, he can't sit still for very long, but so I've, after he was like binge watching a few episodes, I was like, what are you watching? And it's called alone. Have you heard it of it? And it's like, no. they dropped these people for a hundred days. And like this one, they were dropped in the Canadian Arctic and they have to survive like for a hundred days. And it is impressive what these people can do. Like, mm. it's just crazy. Like, yeah, that falls in the category of people yeah. just doing really cool things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so cool. Um, and lastly, where's your favorite place to go? All these questions are so hard, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's a big part of my heart that's in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. Is that my favorite place to go? You know what? I absolutely love seeing places for the first time. In years ago, like five years ago, a triathlon nationals was in Omaha for the first time. And people were like, Oh boy, you're going to Omaha. And I was like, I've never been there. I'm really excited to go. 
like anywhere. I love brand new. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That makes so much sense. Like it's so, you know, exciting and just, you know, the energy of getting somewhere new and exploring is so much fun. I'm one of those people that if I'm on a hike and I have to turn around at some point and there's a corner in the trail, I need to see what's around that corner before I can turn around. <laughs> and then sometimes that corner leads to another corner and I'm like, just hold on a sec. Just, just 10 <laughs> more minutes, please. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so do you still do triathlons? Uh, technically yes, but I haven't since there was no racing in 2020 Uh, and, um, I haven't started racing this year. I'm hoping this fall. I still train. Okay. Ready to race. Anytime. (laughs) That's what I've run. Well, I've been a runner in the past. Actually, I was a soccer player my entire life, Mm -hmm. but you know, that's soccer players are the best runners. (laughs) Yeah. I know. I've been looking for, we haven't had any races. Like we just had our like mask mandate lifted like last Wednesday. And so there have been, there's been nothing. So I'm hoping some, some things open up this fall. Yeah. Do you have amazing trail running around there? Uh, we do. And mountain biking, like we're kind of known, like there's this trail system called post Canyon. Um, Mm -hmm. and you can run and bike. And I mean, there's so many trails, like it's insane. Uh, cause we're, we're right on, like, I look at Washington, like we're right on the Columbia river. So there's just trails on both sides of the river. Oh, yeah. You're going to come tell you, you got to come visit. <laughs> yeah. I miss trail running so much. The, the trails in Florida are all Sandy. So mm. they're not fun for running. Not like on my calves, my calves don't like running on soft sand. Yeah, no, that's hard. Yeah. I don't, like, I want, I, I love the presence that's required of running on like a trail with tons of roots, like a single track trail. That's what I want. That's yeah. I'm an, I'm a new England girl when it comes to <laughs> hitting the trails. Totally. Oh, I love that. Um, so where can everybody find you? So are you just a social media and website, but I guess just like they would connect with you on the website. Go to kelseyabbott.com and you'll find everything. You will not find anything from the last year on my social media. (laughs) There is stuff there. Yeah, there's good stuff for sure. You can learn stuff about human design and other little gems, but you will not find me. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, yeah, I will, like I said, I'll put that and the podcast in um, the podcast notes. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah. This has been so fun. Um, I really have enjoyed our conversation and thanks for sharing all of all the awesomeness that you have with us. Um, Cause yeah, it's just been a really neat conversation. Thanks. I really enjoyed talking to you in your closet. Yeah. <laughs> when I stop recording, I'll climb out of my closet. <laughs> Everybody knows I record in my closet. like the listeners all know. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, and we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Bubbles and Biz. I hope you enjoyed it and are able to walk away with something new to implement or inspired in some way. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, join us in the Bubbles and Biz community. We have weekly accountability and open office hour and rotating events like group coaching from me, networking, expert guests, and more. Join us to connect, collaborate, and celebrate. Learn more at bubblesandbiz.co.